One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Gabbana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. But first off, before we dive into our review and full thoughts on the episode, let's get in to this kind of breaking news from Dave Meltzer on his Wrestling Observer radio review of the episode, where about 40 minutes into his report, he, he, he takes a break and he comes back and he says, well, I've got some news for you. <laughs> I've and, got some news. Yeah, so he just, I guess, texted a few people, asked what's going on, and those people told him. So he said... As of up until about the middle of this month, so we're looking at maybe a week, 10 days ago, the winners for the Royal Rumble matches were going to be Shayna Baszler for the women's Royal Rumble match and Roman Reigns for the men's. Of course, as we saw last night, both of those had changed. One for the better with Drew McIntyre made a star last night. Absolutely. The other one took the opposite tact. (laughs) They made Charlotte Flair win again. Yeah, I think our reaction to that in the live stream was apropos, which was just a, a Darth Vader style. No! If you go over to WrestleTalk clips, Vinny has looped that no sound <laughs> for about a minute. I find it quite, quite horrible. It is. It is. Oh, yeah, it's almost unlistenable, some might say. Um, but this is, I almost find this unsurprising in a way because it's kind of what we thought was the case mm. sort of the the way that like going from survivor series with baszler and becky having their angle there baszler tapping out bailey but not becky and then becky putting her through the table really set up this idea that come the rumble baszler's gonna win and we're gonna have that singles match between becky and baszler that we've been building since survivor series for the title and baszler dropped the nxt women's championship to rhea ripley which freed her up for that main roster call-up so when baszler came in at number 30 we were all like okay cool baszler's going to get the win here that's awesome that's a way to really build off this star and clearly those plans have changed and we're going back to the charlotte well once again so i do think that's a bad one Uh and the roman win as well i think we were sort of all expecting because he really did feel like he was the only guy that could feasibly win. Like it felt like the raw side of things was going to be whoever eliminates Lesnar would have the WrestleMania match as opposed to the winner would also then get, you know, get the match against 
Brock. Exactly, because Roman Reigns apparently has always been slotted in, and it's quite obviously so, to go against The Fiend at WrestleMania. Mm. So, that, and, and that's essentially what uh, Meltzer says. He says that Drew was always planned to eliminate Lesnar. Yeah. That's been Paul Heyman's plan, and that sets up Brock versus McIntyre at WrestleMania. Big beefy boys. Makes sense. Yes, please. Yeah, like a it. big slice of Aberdeen Scottish steak in the beefy portion. Mm, juicy, beefy. And Roman Reigns, you know, presumably going to win, and that sets him up to challenge the Fiend, and that gives us our other WrestleMania title match. But yeah, they say they speculate around the on on the fourteenth of January. They think that this change has taken place. Oh wow, that, that is yeah. yeah. So twelve days before the actual show, just under two weeks, because that's when a lot of money started coming in on the betting sites for Charlotte Flair. So Shayna Baszler was the favourite for the Women's Royal Rumble all the way up until pretty much the day of the show. Then yep. big switch. Charlotte Flair. And there was a big switch for Drew on the day of the show because Randy tried his best to spoil that for us in the live stream itself. <laughs> um, but yeah, like as the show had just started, all of a sudden the betting odds massively switched over to Drew McIntyre, which is you brilliant, you know, you perfectly described, is the smart money coming in. That's people backstage in WWE texting their friends saying, put a bet on for me on yeah. this person because I now know that they're going to win. It, we saw it at uh, WrestleMania 30 when Brock beat Taker. Like about an hour before that match happened, there was all this huge smart money swing to say that Brock was going to win. And for all the people who are just sort of commenting on the sound, hope we're a little quiet. I'm afraid just gonna have to boost the mics. We are working, we're in sort of in between setups right now, as you would have seen from the live stream uh, live reactions last night. And I knew very comfy, mm. but inexplicably dark <laughs> live reactions. Let's have a look at it, that. Uh, well, it's not urgent. <laughs> yeah, okay. So how this plays into the rest of the WrestleMania card and the Royal Rumble plans for last night, it was apparently on the 14th when people started looking at the WrestleMania card and started getting those plans into place where they were like, huh, maybe we shouldn't have Roman and Baszler win. Mm. So that's sort of what made this change happen, which is so late in the day. Usually Vince knows what the big Mania matches are, at least the, at least the top two, by Survivor Series time that's traditionally where it starts getting built. Like that amazing Triple H Braun Strowman <laughs> blow-up match. Yes. Uh, we all remember that one. Mm -hmm. uh, so the other things that came out of this, which are penciled in for WrestleMania, Edge versus Randy Orton. Oh. Oh, that's surprising. Not really. Well, I thought we were going to do Edge Styles. Well, that could be an interim thing, but maybe oh. RKO. Do you know what? I mean, yeah, but like... Throwing Orton out at the end. Edge made his return, by the way. Edge Orton feels so... Like if you if you brought if you brought Edge back, surely you'd want to do something new as opposed to doing something that we saw ten years ago. Yeah, I, I don't, well, Edge has reportedly signed a three-year deal, so yeah. it's not like he's not gonna work with a lot no, of no, guys. No, no, yeah. Not so maybe Vince, in his WrestleMania wisdom, is just like, I want the big guy versus the big guy. But. <sighs> Okay, it's in his I mean, wheelhouse. it is in his wheelhouse. This is very much my personal. is there. This is my personal preference on this. I think Edge versus AJ is a way more interesting match than Edge versus Randy. I totally agree. Um, but and and if this was just a Batista style return, I would be in your opinion. Mm -hmm. But by all accounts, he looks fantastic. Oh god, he looks amazing. He wrestled a proper freaking match. This was no phone-in performance. This is unreal. Uh, so if we can't, I, I'm still buzzing off of it. Yeah. So yeah, I. Save that for later on down the line, I don't mind. Speaking of AJ Styles, 
a shoulder separation. Oh. Apparently, that's the word going around backstage. He was in the match. There was obviously the OC stuff was building. Carl Anderson was in there. Luke Gallows was about to run down and enter the match. But Styles was just like, you know, he obviously told Baron Corbin, don't touch me. Yeah. Like, that's how bad it was. And you think of some of the stuff Styles has wrestled through. Yeah. He's not a guy who's going to go out because of a little niggle. That bad back at Wrestle Kingdom. This is the Royal Rumble match where you're about to set up a little angle with Edge. Yeah. Of course he's going to do everything he can to stay in there. Probably against his better judgment. So that's how bad this shoulder must have been. And we think it came from the spear because yeah. Edge hit the spear on AJ and he did a proper like full rotation style uh, bump for it. But then he went to the corner, the referees sort of like started to chat to him and then Edge very unceremoniously threw him over the top. It was right? Baron Corbin. It was a Corbin. I thought Corbin it was. Corbin threw him out. I thought yeah. it was Edge it was that eliminated AJ him. effectively said, get me out of here. Yeah. And Corbin threw him out. And um, yeah, and all of a sudden you could see Carl Anderson just sort of look down at uh, AJ being thrown out the ring yeah. and be like, huh? What are you doing? And it was unfortunate because it was such a good rumble. Uh, it was really, really picking up into the final third there. And they obviously had a lot of stuff planned and they just had to improvise. And while their improvisation it was, was... It was Edge that threw him out. Oh, no way. Yeah. My notes are wrong. Yeah. Well, screw me. <laughs> but they, they... Thank God, because I said that in my review. They improvised around it but it just, and, and it was very serviceable. But it just, you know, the stuff that they had planned, I've got to imagine, was so much better. And when Luke Gallows ran down... He looked so out of place. Yeah. He was like, all right then. Um, well, we'll work something out, I guess. <laughs> so Orton and Edge raided RKO throughout Gallows and Anderson. Um, Reigns versus Wyatt is still the plan for WrestleMania. MVP made a nostalgic return. Yeah, dressed as Black Panther. Little cameo for just uh, gets into the ring and Lesnar throws him out. Yep. Very unceremonious. He is back for a couple of nights. Oh, really? Not said. But it's not a long-term thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Kane was never booked for the Royal Rumble. Velasquez or Demon? Oh, I don't know, actually. <laughs> no, 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 it was Demon Kane. Okay. It was Demon Kane because, yeah, they were talking about the SmackDown return and yeah. how that now makes no sense. What was the point of it? Well, there were, I think, about six or seven names that had been announced yeah. for this Rumble that were never in it. So you had Rusev and Lashley, Heavy Machinery were two of the others, and there were a couple more, one of which was... Uh, Kane, presumably, because Kane was on one of the posters for it. So it was one of the sort of like match graphics to mm -hmm. be in the Rumble. Kane Velasquez, of course. Are you talking which Kane are we talking? I'm talking Demon Kane. But I'm... Velasquez said in interviews that he was going to be in the Rumble. But I think that was more him just saying like, oh yeah, no, I'm going to win the Rumble. Like I just want to do it, mm -hmm. as opposed to saying I am officially entering myself into the Rumble, and it has been confirmed by the creative that I am in the Rumble. Well, it was never, WWE never announced Velasquez. No. Velasquez said, said on the BT Sport bus thing that, yeah, he was going to go in it. Mel Meltzer said that he was told that he was going to be in the Rumble. Oh, really? Yeah. But a lot of plans changed. Really, at the end of the day, it ended up, it ended up being the Raw show. Yeah, it really was the it, Royal Rumble. Yeah, it was, it was probably half of the participants were Raw-branded stars. When we looked at that final like, group of guys that was in there, you had Roman Reigns from SmackDown, Edge, who doesn't currently have a uh, roster attached to, and you had Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe, and Alistair Black representing Raw. It was totally a Raw angle. And you've got to imagine Edge is going to go to Raw if he's feuding with Orton and AJ. 
Uh, well, yeah, presumably, yeah. I just, I just assumed he'd go to SmackDown because he feels like such a SmackDown guy. I bet Fox are just so pleased. <laughs> they, you know, NXT got the bump over them on Survivor Series. Yep. Raw got the focus here. We thought we were going to get Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey. We've got neither of them. No, but we've you got a fiend. You did get the fiend. You know, you said you you said you wanted sports-based realism. Oh, but we've got Becky Lynch as well, right? No. Oh, no, no. Or oh, Charlotte Flatton. Oh, no, she's also no, on she's also yeah, she's Raw. Uh, right, so let's quickly... Well, not quickly. Let's do our Men's Royal Rumble match, which was the main event of the evening, and then we'll get into a few of your super chats. Booker T comes down for guest commentary, but not in the actual match. So no, I think that, that's... that's that good. was speculation. We got the good sort of... Na- and, and he was the one who was speculating it himself. Yeah. Like that, that wasn't just reports, that was him being like, no, I'm going in the Rumble. Yeah. And there was also a line he said where he, Brock was throwing people out really quickly at the start. That was the opening part of the match. And he said, looks like this is going to be the shortest Royal Rumble of all time. Forgetting that's not how time interval works. <laughs> There's going to be 90 seconds between them regardless. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Brock Lesnar started off the Royal Rumble match and just eliminated everyone up until number 15 yeah uh 13 so let's go through them it was elias eric rowan robert rude john morrison they're all thrown out as they get entered really yeah which you know really puts morrison in a certain in a certain slot yeah i felt bad for morrison didn't even get to take a a sort of escape Neither of them did. He and Kofi didn't get to do their usual rumble spots. Which is a real shame. That was, you know, I thought that was just staring you in the face of of a potential angle. But I will say, actually, (laughs) I'm kind of glad in a way because last year's rumble felt like they were trying to do too many of them because you had Kofi and then you had, I think, like three different women do them in the the women's rumble. So it felt like just having Naomi do that one spot makes her one spot feel special as opposed to ten people Mm. doing something similar. Uh, then at number six, we had Kofi Kingston, and this was awesome after Lesnar threw out everyone. And we thought, okay, now's the time where we're going to start to get the actual match. Brilliant booking. Uh, but no, no, Ger- uh, German got on top. Lesnar got on top pretty quickly with a German. Then comes Rey Mysterio. It's now, ah, he's going to beat him up too. It was the ghost of Brock Pass. Mm. But then, thankfully, a big lad showed up in Big E. Oh, yeah. And the three of them uh, triple teamed Lesnar, which was really good. We had the trouble in Paradise and Kingston. Brock was bumping all over the place for them. And it looked like, because we were sort of speculating during the live stream, okay, well, this all makes sense. You've got the first five lads to sort of build up Brock. And then you have this sort of like culmination storyline here. But it, what happened was Brock just made a comeback and eliminated all three of them. Mm. So... Sucks for Kofi, sucks for Ray, sucks for Big E. Uh, and then Cesaro came down, he got thrown out. Shelton came down. This was That was fun. This yeah. was funny because back in sort of the OVW days, Brock and Shelton were a tag team. They were the Minnesota stretching crew. And they really played up on this. And we were joking about, hey, do you remember that angle that got dropped where Shelton was a, uh, a missionary of uh, Paul Heyman or whatever? He'd like, he was sent as a, as a messenger of Brock for Seth or something. Mm. And they get in the ring, they hug, and it looks like they're going to work together, Brock and Shelton. And then Brock just Germans him and, and throws him out. Shinsuke Nakamura gets thrown out. Then we had Black Panther dressed as MVP, and he got <laughs> thrown out. And then at number 13, our boy, Keith Lee, came out. And I was brought back in. Like, the first five, I was slightly, I was like, this is fine. 
And then I was up for the Kingston stuff, and then I was brought back down, and then I was way back up again for Keith Lee. Yeah, I think uh, even looking back on this Rumble as a whole, the Kofi stuff was a mistake. I think yeah. you, sh you should have made more of that. He should have got more time in there. It was a disservice to the fans who were invested in him. Uh, but Keith Lee, when he came down, I was totally the same. Yep, this is it. We're in. Brock's selling it amazingly. Yeah. He mouths, who's this mother effer? It was so good. <laughs> and then Keith gets in, and it is beef, beef central. It's beef city. Yeah, it, this was beef city, bitch, because they were doing shoulder tackles and shoulder blocks, but making it look like these were the biggest deals ever. Because, like... Keith Lee would shoulder block him, and Brock would bump like a madman, get in the corner and be like, oh my god, yeah. oh, what, what just happened? It was so good. And if you thought that wasn't beefy enough, <laughs> number 14 is Braun Strowman. Yep. It's all the beef. Beefy you get portion. a Lee Strowman stare down, everything's awesome. I'm like, okay, now, we, now we're here. These three guys, and then the, the ring can start to fill up. Nope, Lesnar eliminates Strowman and Lee. Yeah. So, if, you know, that, it's not a bad spot, but that combined with the Kofi stuff, it was, ultimately by the end, it was a great rumble. But watching it in real time, and even looking back at it retroactively, the, or retrospectively rather, those two eliminations weren't as effective as they could have been. It was a great idea in principle. It just went five guys too long. Mm. Like, if... Kofi had been number three, and you'd done Keith at number seven or eight, and then you had Drew coming in at 13 and do the Drew elimination spot there. I don't think we'd look at this as negatively as we'd done. You just needed like a couple less guys in this, and it would have flowed better. It wouldn't have felt so draggy. I think that that's a personal thing for me, but I think that this might have gone two or three guys too long. Uh, Ricochet's out at number 15, Lesnar just destroys him, but at number 16, it's Drew McIntyre. He has a stare down with Lesnar, Ricochet low blows Lesnar, Drew hits this sick claymore right into Brock's face. Brock flips over the top rope, sells it superbly, and then after being pretty gassed for the last five entrants, he was a tired boy, uh, even like just hitting this awful backbreaker on Ricochet, he just had a nap. Yeah, he had a nap for about five minutes. I think, uh, yeah, he sold this Claymore like it was the most devastating thing in the world. Like, he was like really dazed. You had Heyman just shocked on the outside, and you could almost feel Heyman was just saying, We were like, sell a bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Heyman, like, Brock's about to get it. I was like, No, no, no. <laughs> you stay down there. Let's sell this a bit more. I love the Claymore. I love it. Yeah, it was really, really good. What a, what a happy little accident the Claymore was. Yeah. Um, and it was really good. Then The Miz came out and essentially Drew repeated the uh, Brock, Brock situation where like Miz came in and Drew just threw him out. And then, then we got AJ come in and Dolph and Carl Anderson. And so the ring started to then fill up again. But Drew, all this time, is constantly staring a hole in Lesnar. And it was really, really cool. And Lesnar left through the crowd as if like, I'm going to get you. Oh, I'm going to get you, and you're going to go, you've got a first-class ticket to Suplex City. So you know that's the WrestleMania match that's been expertly set up there. But, oh boy, was I not prepared for number 21. You think you know me. Oh, oh. thank you. I, I still haven't quite got over it yet. Old Man Edge. Oh. Logan Edge comes out with grey in his beard. In the most phenomenal shape he's been in his career, he comes out. The, the smoke billows around him and over the audience 
and he has this look on his face like he's going to cry. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. It was so freaking cool and I'm so happy for him. And it's not just a one-off or a Batista through to WrestleMania kind of thing. Like we said earlier, this is a three-year deal. Yeah, for a lot of money by all accounts. Edge is back! Edge is back in a wrestling <laughs> ring. I, and it's still, it's, oh man, it's, this is nuts. I saw a lot of people say like, oh, it would have been so much better if you guys hadn't talked about it in the news so much. And I disagree with that because even with all of the talk that we had and you and I on that Friday magazine show said like, yeah, no, I think Edge is going to be in the Rumble. When he showed up, I still didn't believe it. He came out. I still don't believe it. I know. And he, when he got back in the ring and I was like, and he started wrestling. And he made it through to the final four of this match. Final three? Which is just bonkers that this man had to retire because of the in-ring injuries that he had. You know, medical marvel. Like it's the Daniel Bryan situation. Yeah. Where we just thought that Daniel Bryan's never wrestling again. We all thought Edge is never wrestling again. You know, he's in the Hall of Fame because they all thought he's never wrestling again. And here we are in 2020 and Edge is <laughs> Edge is back. Edge is wrestling again. It's so nuts. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I'll rattle through the next bunch of people. Number 22 was Corbin. Uh, number 23, this is sort of where, uh, oh, it was Edge that threw, threw him out. Uh, this is where AJ picks up the shoulder injury. Number 23 was Matt Riddle. So uh, do we know anything on this? Has there been any news on this? No, no, no. Just, uh, well, Meltzer has speculated. But So what happens? Riddle comes in and he hits a few knees and then is thrown out by Baron Corbin. Meltzer speculates that that's straight in Vince's wheelhouse, doesn't really see anything in Matt Riddle, but he knows the marks like him, the smarts right, like okay. us. Baron Corbin did the eliminating. It's easy heat for Baron. So it's all like about, he needs any more. Yeah, so it's all about Baron as opposed to Riddle. But we, we speculated, apparently there was a verbal altercation between Lesnar and Riddle backstage. A news episode of ours just went up about it with Laurie, so go and watch that after you've watched this for the full story. And we speculated that Riddle might have been punished for whatever happened backstage, because Lesnar's a big boy in the backstage area with a lot of sway. And Triple H, apparently, you know, he said in an interview, Matt Riddle is the guy I want to go up against Brock Lesnar in the Rumble. And then to not even have them in the ring at the same time, I don't know. It seems counterintuitive uh, to me, to, to not have that moment. Mm. And, you know, granted, that is a moment that appeals to the smarks like us. It's not appealing to the casual audience. But, you know, I feel like they almost made a new star out of Keith Lee just by having that stare down yeah. with, with Brock Lesnar. Like, it, it's... From Keith Lee's Survivor Series and Keith Lee's Rumble, I'm almost of the opinion now, just call him up. Just call him up to the main roster and just try and, and start to ride that, that wave of momentum and make him a main eventer right out the gates. Because you, you can do now. He went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Brock Lesnar. You can easily set up Keith Lee versus Brock Lesnar at a future pay-per-view. Or, or Keith Lee versus anyone that is a main event star on either Raw or SmackDown now. But likely they'll just keep him down in NXT for another year and all of this stuff will have just been completely forgotten about. So, but with the Riddle stuff, it just felt so backwards to have Riddle and Brock in the same rumble, in the same match, and never have them cross paths, and just have him thrown out unceremoniously by Baron Corbin, which will lead to nothing. Under a minute and a half, he yeah. was in that rumble, and he's got genuine star presence. It's it's worrying, you know, even if it wasn't a burial, which I, you know, I, I suspect it could be for his backstage behaviour and sort of public calling out of respected legends. It's. Uh, if it's not that, 
it's Vince just not seeing anything in the guy. Yeah. Which is worse. Yeah, because he can't worse. recover from that. No one recovers from that. And to um, all the people who said that you can't call Keith up because he's North American champion, Owens was the NXT champion when he was called up. So you, you can do it. You just drop the belt eventually. Uh, so number 24, I'll rattle through these. Luke Gallows came out. They must have had an OC thing planned, but AJ wasn't in there anymore. Uh, Randy Orton was out at number 25. That's when he teamed with Edge. It was awesome. Uh, Roman Reigns was number 26. No sold the match from earlier. <laughs> there was not even a slight selling of his shoulder. What's the point? Kevin Owens at lucky number 27. Cannonballs to everyone. 28, Alistair Black comes out. A sick black master, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. So good. Samoa Joe at number 29. And then you're like, well, this is just raw. Yeah. <laughs> this is the raw roster. Uh, and Joe and Owens work together, but in a, in a terrible strategy move, start beating each other up in a hockey fight. When you know there's only one more guy, and you know it's going to be Seth Rollins because he hasn't come out yet. Yeah. The guy you're feuding with. And lo and behold, number 30, Seth comes out with the gang, Buddy, Murphy, and AOP, and there's a big old raw brawl. Yeah, and they did a spot where Seth got eliminated, but AOP caught him, like AOP with the Otis to Seth's Mandy, <laughs> and you had Buddy Murphy uh, stop Seth getting eliminated, and he eliminated Black effectively, um, and it just broke down into Joe, Black, and Owens, got eliminated and then brawled with AOP and Buddy Murphy to the back, leaving Seth all on of his on his own so he could get beat up by all of the baby faces mm -hmm. and they all eliminate him. Um, so our final four was uh, Randy Orton, Edge, Drew and Roman. Drew, the only person in that four who's not won a Royal Rumble previously. Yeah, yeah it was a great moment when they all stared each other down and, and you kind of we all kind of realised that at the same time. Yeah. Who was on commentary? Michael Cole said that. I was like, oh. And at this point, I had resigned myself to the idea that Roman was winning. Yeah. And when it, so when it came down, and this is, you know, I've seen a few people criticize this match because, oh, Roman was in the final two again. But Roman's the perfect guy to have in the number, like in the final two, because we all expect him to win. Mm. You could, I mean, there's only so many times you can do this because before it becomes like, oh, he's just that number two guy. But we all expected him to win again, so it made the big win. Like when Shinsuke Nakamura did it, it, it made the big win feel all that more important because they eliminated Roman at the end, yeah. when, which Drew did. And Drew, Drew flipping McIntyre won the Royal Rumble. Very rarely is the Rumble used to, to really elevate someone new. Usually it's the expected choice or already established star. We've only had it with Del Rio and McIntyre. They, tr they tried to do it with Nakamura Ma as well. Ma Nakamura. Did Sheamus win once? Yeah, so Sheamus won. But that's it. But he was a former WWE champion at yeah, that point. That's it for 20 years, really. Yeah. There's, there's no one else, so that's very rare. So all the credit in the world to WWE for going with Drew for this. I suppose Batista. Really feels like they've made a new star. Uh, the first time. But what a much better idea than Roman winning, because Roman was getting booed when he was... Near, when he eliminated Edge, yeah. Uh, if he went on to win it, it's not the it's not the tact you want to be taking with Reigns. Particularly when you had Charlotte win earlier yes. in the night as well. A fantastic match. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the it. The Brock stuff was slightly overbearing at the start. That hasn't changed even in the context of the larger match. But overall, a very smartly booked Rumble that created someone genuine. It's put someone in the main event of WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar. You can't get much bigger than that. He was the chosen one in 2008, and now he's finally fulfilling that prophecy. Excellent stuff.
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hellord said, hey guys, love you all so much. Do you believe Edge's return was a one-time for the Rumble, or is he actually back? According to reports, he's actually back. Three years. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, I thought I was going to hate this Rumble because of Brock eating everyone for lunch, especially Keith and Braun. But at the end, it was very enjoyable uh, to cap off a very good pay-per-view. Four out of five from Kevin. Yeah, well, I mean, we gave it five out of five. Yeah. yeah. If yeah, we yeah. had a four out of five rating, I would have probably given it that way. Uh, Small Afro Games, Jaron Walker, speaking of which, Roman has been top three in every Rumble he's ever been in. No, really? Yeah. Wow, what a stat. It's a good stat for him. Uh, Ed, LUFC98, any chance you guys could use the old mics again? Um, we're, ju we're just going to get better mics for, so we can be freer. It's easier for us, uh, but we just, you know, we tried this out for the last couple of days, but yeah, the mics aren't as good as we thought they'd be, even in this soundproof room. Uh, Jobber JJ had a few hours sleep running on Red Bull and Edge Returns. Oh, yes, <laughs> I've got a big one. It's the beefy portion. No Kane Velasquez, so Lesnar part was way better. Big one. Big one. <laughs> get your merch at wrestletalkmerch.com. Yeah, the Kane Velasquez. I'm glad Velasquez wasn't in there. Because it, it would have been crickets. We did say this that, like, mm. during the live stream. It was like, I will be so furious if all of this is just to build Brock versus Kane again. Mm. Uh, Ryan F., I was so adamant about not wanting to see Edge in the Rumble for the sake of his health, but when his music hits, I lost my S words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the line drive. Interesting enough, uh, interestingly enough, Baszler showed, up, showed back up at NXT on the 15th. What I don't understand is why change Baszler to Charlotte, of all people, who has failed to connect all year, even for Vince. This is strange. Mm. 
Well, and, oh, it's not. It's not that strange to always go back to the Charlotte Well. Yeah, and not have an, not put your faith in NXT. Yeah, uh, Kevin, I'm going to get heat for this one, but Seth looked cool entering with his crew. I said looked cool. <laughs> I didn't say he was cool. <laughs> well, I think you know Seth has proved us all wrong. He's reinvented himself. Fantastic new gimmick. Seth Rollins doesn't have to be cool at the moment. Yeah, he's badass. Uh, Aaron Radiak says, uh, "Is the red lighting really gone for fiend matches? It might just be because they want you to see the red welts caused by the straps." Yes, that's that, what we thought. Yeah, it could be, but I really hope the red lights are gone because this was so much better. Uh, Cody James, congrats to the first ex WCPW champion to win a Royal wow. Rumble, Drew McIntyre. Well, thanks for the spoiler, mate. Legacy. Uh, the line drive. Is Vince secretly a Faustian demon with Charlotte and Drew? He gives you something but takes something in exchange for, uh, in his booking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well it's, it's one for you, one for Vince. Yeah. And then ultimately more and more for Vince. Half a year of Vince, one for you. Back to Vince again. Just do a couple more here. Jesse Venables, the Scottish cycle path is rolling his way into WrestleMania. I chose Flair to win. Edge Return still gives me goosebumps. All in all, an enjoyable show. Very enjoyable. Andrew Horan, or Horan, says, uh, Never catch you guys live. Question for Luke. Have you ever noticed that your intro for Crap Gimmick Wrestling is Britt Baker's gimmick? Love the stuff. Because <laughs> you are a, a dot blank, a wrestler and a blank. Uh, and Matt Moore, Edge versus Orton at WrestleMania, which is what you were talking about at the start of the that show. That is the reported plan as of the Wrestling Observer Radio. go through the pre-show. Sheamus beat Shorty G in a longer than expected match. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they both worked hard. Uh, Shorty G busted open his ear. Uh, Andrade beat Carrillo, retained in a match that was it was pretty awkward at the start. Yeah. Like it looked like they, it was just a choreographed dance. Yeah, but a really slow one. Yeah, it looked bad. But then after about five minutes, they really warmed up. And I enjoyed the match a lot by the end. And we also at this point here got our first big return of the evening, which <coughs> is Todd Phillips is back on commentary, and according yeah. to WrestleVotes, a very reliable WrestleVotes, he is now taking over the lead commentator position for Raw, which means, of all people, Jerry the King Lawler is the only person to survive Paul Heyman's original Raw commentary lineup. And would you, Adam and Eve, it, that was the guy that Vince picked. So Vince, yeah. <laughs> you start off with these new guys, Vic Joseph, Dio Madden. Yeah, but put Jerry there. I don't want to put Jerry there. Put Jerry there. Okay. It's Jerry, only a short-term thing. Yeah. A couple of months later, Jerry's the only guy there. Yeah, okay, you can get rid of Dio, actually. We'll just have it as Vic yeah. and Jerry. And then a couple of months later, it's like, ah, actually, we're just going to put the guy I want in there. Put Tom back in. Um, Andrade won with a roll-up here. It was. It just does nothing for Humberto. I don't, I don't get what this is supposed to do. It's just yet another loss for Carrillo. That's his, that's his gimmick. He loses <laughs> United States Championship matches. Awesome video package introducing the Rumble at the top of the show uh, with Stone Cold doing the voiceover going through how hard it is to three time rumble winner really really cool and then uh, a really really fun opening match for the main <laughs> so card so good Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin um, and it just it was just chaos from the get go brawling through the crowd choke slams through tables then the Usos and Ziggler and Rude ran in. We thought we were watching Rude and Ziggler beat up Roman. It was actually an Uso, and we're like, well, what? where's Roman been for the last couple of minutes? Also, henchmen, why are you attacking the other goons? Attack the guy that we want you to attack. Yeah. 
Um, and then like it was just this wild, crazy brawl all over the place, including Neil's work box. And then eventually, it, once the Usos and uh, the mid-card of evil had wiped themselves out, it built to this big spot where Roman threw Baron Corbin into a porta potty. <laughs> and then that just so happened to be on wheels so that he could wheel it around and then he pushed it over. So we all thought, okay, it's like Drew gets covered in poo in the same way that Roman got covered in dog food. But no, Brian just stepped out and was broadly fine. Yeah, yeah there was no feces or urine. Which you thought, it's a Vince match. Why can't he be covered in toilet roll? Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. Like, it's not my kind of humour, but I wanted it there. Yeah. You know, you, you set it up with a toilet falling over. Give me some crap. <laughs> uh, but it was really fun. It and was. it ended with uh, them brawling onto the dugout area of the Houston Astros. the Houston Astros. Yeah, the, the baseball team. Uh, probably, the Houston Astro boys. Their MLB World Series winning banner. And Roman ran along it and speared Baron for the win. Yeah. Really fun match. It went on a while, 20, 25 minutes. I, I had fun all the way through. Had fun, yeah, for the entire match. And <coughs> what I think is a real high point of this is that Pete was right. And whereas we were all wrong, we all thought this was to further this Roman Corbin feud yeah. into the Rumble and beyond. But it was to end their feud. This was the blow off to their feud. Mm -hmm. You've got to presume because. They didn't have any interaction in the Royal Rumble later on. They were actually kept far apart from each other. And Roman got the big win. It really feels like now that this, this feud between him and Corbs is over. SmackDown is free of Roman versus Corbin. <sighs> it's a shame. You know, all good things have to eventually come to an end. Uh, next up, we had the Women's Royal Rumble, which was also really, really fun. This was... And it, Completely different from the men's rumble, yeah. which is difficult to do when you are booking the you know mm. the same stipulation match twice. And I thought this was wicked. This was actually all really around building Bianca Belair and a couple of the other NXT names. I thought they did a really good job of establish, establishing some of these NXT names. As I said with Keith Lee, it's just a shame that they'll just go back to NXT where Vince and everyone will just forget about them. The, the casual audience will just forget about them, and then they'll be brought up you know a year later and they'll have lost all of that momentum mm. they got in this match. It's a weird servant of two masters, isn't it? Mm. Uh, but the, the story of the first half of this match, Alexa Bliss was in at number one, Bianca Belair, the NXT Women's Title Challenger for NXT Portland in a couple of weeks, came out at number two. And they just outlasted everyone until midway through the match, yeah. to the point where they almost got their own final two sequence at the number 16 point. It's really, really well done. They're both battling on the apron, and it's, it happened a few times in the match. Bliss got hold of Belair's braid as a way to stop herself from falling and getting eliminated, but Belair just does this backwards roll, propelling Bliss into the ring post and out. Yeah. So we get to number 16, Bianca Belair, she eliminated like eight people as yeah. well, yeah, is, is just standing in there all alone. She looked great, and unlike Brock, did not break a sweat. No, she didn't. She is so fit, physically fit. Yeah. It's incredible. And she was 
working in this match as well. She was lifting suckers all over the show. Like, she was doing a lot. It wasn't in the corner. It was, yeah, it was pressing and scoop slams. And not a, yeah, not an ounce of sweat on her. Absolutely incredible. Uh, Just to run through them, number three was Molly Holly. She, well, it was fun seeing her, but, you know, she she was a bit botchy. Yep. Uh, Nikki Cross at number four. We got a message from someone who said that um, Andy's impressions of Nikki Cross are borderline offensive. <laughs> if it was, yeah, if it was an ethnic uh, <laughs> accent, it would be really, really <laughs> horrible. But it's Scottish, so it's okay. Uh, number five was Lana, dressed as Captain Marvel. To try and get heat. She cut a promo on the crowd. Number six was Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. Only signed with the company last week. Yeah. Uh, and debuted in the NXT Battle Royal. Number seven was Liv Morgan, immediately speared Lana off the apron. And we're like, okay, Morgan's going to get some momentum back after that Finally. But no, she was thrown out yeah. by Lana. Yeah. La- yeah, she's- Lana just pushed her off the top rope. Liv continues to be booked like a div. Yeah. Div Morgan. Exactly, she is Div Morgan. Number eight was Mandy Rose. Number nine was Candice LeRae. Yada, yada, yada. I don't care because the greatest spot of the night happened during this. Bliss pushes Mandy Rose over the top rope. And yes, Mandy. Opposite the hard cam. And Mandy lands on the apron, pauses, and then rolls off. It looked weird. It looked clunky. Yeah, we're like, what? That was the weirdest elimination I've ever seen. But then the camera cuts to the other side of the hard cam that you can't see that's obscured by the ring. And Mandy has fallen on a lying down <laughs> Otis. It is spectacular. It was so fun. <laughs> it couldn't have been done better. Well, I guess Mandy could have had a realistic near elimination. Yeah, perhaps. But it was it was fantastic. And Otis just like pushes her up. Like, like he just... Like a, pr- a reverse oh, pressure. Oh, yeah! And puts her on the ring. And it was just so sweet. Yeah. That's what, like it, it wasn't like Otis being creepy and sexy. It was like, I've got you. And that's why the Otis-Mandy relationship works. It's the, easily the best thing that's on SmackDown at the moment. Mm. Because it does feel very sweet and genuine. Because Otis is such a nice guy. He's not like the lecherous sex goblin that he was with Alexa <laughs> Bliss and the women's tag titles earlier you know, last year. He just feels like he's a genuinely lovely bloke. And he stayed outside at, at ringside while Mandy Rose was out there trying to catch her at all times in case she fell off again. Yeah. Which did happen. He caught her. But then Sonya Deville got thrown out and landed on top of them. And they all collapsed, which meant they were both eliminated, furthering that split of fire and desire. Uh, speaking of, Sonia Deville came out at number 10, works with Mandy. Number 11 was Kyrie Sane. Uh, number 12 was Mia Yim. And then Belair eliminated some people. Uh, this is where Otis catches Mandy again, but Sonia accidentally knocks her off. Uh, and then Sonia gets eliminated too. 13, Dana Brooke. Yeah, we're doing big air quotes for podcast listeners. She looks like someone, again, she looks like the seventh different version of Dana Brooke. Yeah. There, this is not Dana This so is much. not Dana Brooke. Uh, 14 was Tamina making a return. <laughs> to, she, to crickets. Yeah, Actually, um, no, no, crickets would be a noise. Yeah, and she came in, hit a lame super kick to the knee, stumbled. It wasn't good stuff, but Belair chucked her over the top rope. Uh, 15, Dakota Kai. Uh, and then Chelsea Green with Robert Stone came out. And that's this, is very, this is very like NXT heavy at this point. Yeah, it was just a way to clear, for, for Belair to eliminate people, really. Then you got that Belair Bliss stare down. Belair wins it. And then it's the second half story of the match. 
Charlotte Flair comes out at number 17. Absolutely. And we've got Naomi's return at number 18 with a brand new look, which she's got. She's let her hair grow out and it looks so cool. Really good. What a wicked look for it. She looks amazing. Uh, Beth Phoenix also came out at number 19. She would stay in there to the final three. She was the edge. Yeah, I, she, did, I didn't make that connection. Yeah, NXT commentator uh, Beth Phoenix did way better than any of the NXT wrestlers. Um, but at one point, and we, I did, saw a clip of this actually where it happened, where she was kind of like on the second rope and then someone smacked her head onto the ring post <sighs> area, like the LED ring post. Yeah. And she cut her head open something fierce. It looked like she'd been shot in the back of the head mm. because she just like, oh, we suddenly noticed that Charlotte had this blood on her nose. We thought, oh my God, Charlotte's broken her nose. No, it was blood residue from Beth's, the back of Beth's head Stop had smeared across blood. her face. And Beth just was like, her hair was turning red, like, like blood red as the match went on. Clearly she was fine because the refs, you know, didn't, take, didn't stop her, didn't take her out of the match. But it was scary how much she was bleeding. Yeah, it was, it was quite something. Uh, number 20 was Tony Storm. This is where Flair kicked Belair off the apron in a total heel move. This is one of the, the more baffling things. I don't get what WWE want me to feel about Charlotte. Is she a, is she a heel? Know, is she a face? Because she'll act like a face and then she'll act like a heel. And I'm not into her in either capacity because of that split opinion. Yeah. Uh, number 21 was Kelly Kelly. Kelly Kelly, coming out, pointing at nothing, um, and terribly running the ropes. Oh, it was awful. She is the epitome of bad women's wrestling that WWE loved. Uh, Sarah Logan at number 22. Charlotte Big Boots are out. The company obviously seen nothing in her. Number 23 was Natalia. Number 24 was Zia Lee, who looked awesome. Yeah, Zia Lee looked wicked. Her kicks are yeah. so cool. Number 25 was Zelina Vega. There is so much blood <laughs> on people by this point from Beth Phoenix's head. 26, Shanti Blackheart. Shanti Shotzi. 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 I've written Shanti here. Um, I've written surprised she's okay after that brutal beatdown. Which has been a bit of a running joke in our office because Simon thinks it's the lamest backstage brawl angle that's ever been done by WWE. Uh, Carmella came out at number 27. During all of this, Naomi brilliantly was eliminated but held onto the barricade. It was so close to her feet touching the crown. She did the Spider-Man wall crawl and then she... What incredible the core strength this is to pull herself up. And we said... It would be so easy for some dick fan to have just gone, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just nudge her feet. Yeah, yeah it's like, not having it. But no, she was surrounded by, you know, like super hardcore fans. So they weren't going to be there to mess it up. There was a guy pep talking, like, you can do it, right in front of her face. And so she walks round uh, on the barricade and onto the table. So she looks at one of the tables and she looks at this very short jump that she's got to make to the ring steps. So she gets off that table to another table, which has got a way bigger jump. She's like, hmm, maybe this is the jump I, I mm. should do. Walks to a third table. Nope, that jumps even further. I go back to the second table. Nope, it's still far. Back to the first table where she had the nice, she could effectively step yes. to it. And then thought, hmm. now I'm gonna make this harder for myself. I'm gonna build a bridge that is not stable and walk across it. it but you know, it, 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 being facetious, it was very cool. And she walked across and she got back into the ring. It was very nice stuff. I thought the first part was good when she clung onto the barricade. I, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of the rest. Uh, number 28 was Tegan Knox. Weird, because Dakota Kai, who she's feuding with, 
had already been eliminated. And I don't know why there wasn't something between them. It's not main roster canon. 29, Santino yeah. came out. This is your booking from Friday show. Yeah, Santino, dressed as a lady, came down. Crowd aren't really reacting. I loved it. That stare down with Beth Phoenix, of course, they used to be a sort of romantic couple on the screen. Well, also, Santina eliminated Beth Phoenix to win the Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal, mm. um, which we've done in the archives on our Patreon. So, like, there's always been this sort of, like, Beth hates the Santina uh -huh. character because she's, you know, she's not a woman wrestler. She's not a woman wrestler. She's a dude dressed as a girl. And so that's always, so there was this quite nice stare down, and Natalia was in there as well. So there was some nice stuff between the three of them. Beth was selling this like it was the it was her WrestleMania moments to have this this final stare down with her. It's got a lot of like negative feedback online because Santino stole a spot from someone else who could have like there were a lot of women like you know Sasha Banks was advertised for this match and was yeah, never in weirdly it. Weirdly absent. Yeah, um, I thought it was you know fine. It was it, I I don't like Santino. That's my that's that's just a, my personal preference. I've never found him funny, and I didn't find the Santino thing funny either. But I did get a kick out of him eliminating himself with the Cobra. Yeah, uh, I liked it. I thought it was really fun. I'm a big fan of Santino. I think he's got fantastic facials and comedic timing. So give, give me that one, folks. I liked it. Uh, but I totally understand if you thought it was goofy or even offensive. Mm. And number 30 was Shayna Baszler. Uh, she just eliminates everyone. Yep. It com comes down to uh, Shayna, Flair, and Beth. Shayna throws out Beth. And then gets Charlotte Flair. So Charlotte Flair has her arms on the top rope in a kind of plank position because Baszler's holding up her feet. All facing the hard cam. All you have to do is push Flair's feet forward and she'll, she'll just fly out the she'll ring. Catapult herself over. It'll be a horrible bump. I wouldn't want you to take it, but that's all you have to do is that. So it made Shayna look absolutely stupid as if Charlotte's so strong that she can stop this... You know, but physics is giving Baszler so much advantage there being away from the pivot. Yeah. So it, I, I thought this was a terrible spot yeah. to end it on. And the way they worked it was Charlotte's feet, her long legs, then somehow got Baszler and pulled her over the top rope. So not only was it an uninspired winner with, you know, I say going back to the Charlotte well, it's not like she's ever won it before. But, you know, it's just another Charlotte push that will likely get Charlotte Becky again. I'm over that. But it just it was a it was a bad finish. Yeah, it was a really bad finish, which is a shame because the match was so good. Yeah. It was a yeah bad finish, the wrong winner, but a great match. Um, the the Caruso Charlie Caruso came into the ring. Crowd aren't really reacting, and Charlotte cut a promo. Wasn't babyface, wasn't heel. She is just a flat character at the moment. I don't know what I'm supposed to feel for her. And yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Great match, bad winner. Yeah, completely yeah. agree. Uh, uh, we had Bailey versus Lacey Evans, which the crowd completely died for. Like <laughs> this, this crowd were here for Rumble matches. So the other three matches, they 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 were effectively killed by the this match. But and I think the Charlotte win didn't help. But this was a lot of rest holds from Bailey to build to a Lacey Evans comeback. But then Bailey got the roll up win. I'm presuming they're going to do this until Mania, where you can do the big America F yeah win for mm -hmm. for Lacey with I don't know the army at ringside or, or something and the, the American flag drops down and everyone eats apple pie and <laughs> you know play baseball Fireworks. and stuff yeah um, but yeah it, it was it was not much of a match no it was it was boring it, it wasn't that 
exciting at all. Summer, who is Lacey's daughter, young daughter, was there with Lacey's husband at ringside. Never really played into the match. There was some easy heat he could have got there. I don't think they did it effectively. And yeah, Bailey just rolled up Lacey after 10 minutes. Grabbed the tights. Put the tights. Lame, limp win. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the Sasha Banks stuff is... I, th I don't think that's not a story. Is she injured? I, mean? I don't know. It's one of these injuries that we just we don't know about. Because yeah, she's not really been wrestling on SmackDown. She has, because she did have a match with Lacey, I think. It's just weird that she wasn't in the Women's Rumble match. She wasn't here for the SmackDown title match. And she's been so weird on social mm. media, posting these sort of very sycophantic, I love being in WWE, it's the best place on earth. I think Vince McMahon is the best. Yeah. It feels very, like, she's, she's doing it facetiously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, That's the impression I get. Uh, what was very good, though, was possibly The Fiend's best match, which was his strap match with Daniel Bryan. Strap it on. And there was no red lights. Take away the red light. Very happy to see no red lights there. Um, and it just made The Fiend look better. Like, yeah. it made him look cooler because you can actually see all the detail of the mask and the detail of his costume. It's a way better way to present him as opposed to this obnoxious red light gimmick. And, crucially, for this strap match, you could see every welt, every bruise, every scar on Daniel Bryan's body, of which there were plenty. Oh, there were many. The man bruises easily, <laughs> and Fiend laid in those strap shots. Yeah. Vegetarian, eh? Check out my leather strap on. Yeah, this was a lot of whipping going on. Um, and it was a lot of brawling, a lot of whipping, and then Daniel Bryan made his big comeback. There was one point, actually, where we did kind of buy into the finish of him getting in the label lock with the strap and the strap was through the mask mouth hole it was a really cool visual the fiend actually looked like he might be in trouble before he sort of mm -hmm. reversed it into a pin um yeah it was some really good stuff in it and then brian started to use the strap as well on the fiend but the fiend sort of no sold it there's this great spot when he was doing the the yes kicks and whipping him so he'd like do a kick and then whip him do the kick then whip him and then The Fiend, no sort of got back up and just started screaming to do it again. It was really cool stuff for The Fiend. And, and that was reversed as well because when uh, Brian was down and Fiend had the, the strap, Brian sat up on his knees and was like, come on then. Yeah. In a kind of New Japan show of defiance. It was a great spot where Fiend got the mandible claw on Brian as Brian was sitting on the top rope. But Brian turned that into a triangle oh, yeah, over the wicked. top rope while the Fiend's mandible claw was still in his mouth. The finish was a mandible claw slam. Yeah. Not seen that before, to my knowledge. I th if you go back and watch the live reactions, I think the first third of this match were all a bit disinterested because Fiend hasn't worked yet in the in-ring portion, apart from that Balor match, in my opinion. Even that good Daniel Bryan TLC one. Yeah. That there's still, there's still something not completely connecting but I thought by the end this was excellent yeah I think we from the the Charlotte win which really brought us down the Bailey Lacey thing which was nothing and then the first half of this where the Fiend hasn't really sort of connected in ring yeah I think you're right I think you go back and watch we are kind of sort of down on the match but the, all of a sudden it just finds this second gear mm. and it kicks into this brilliant brilliant match it was really really good stuff yeah and at the end Fiend just Thanos is away yep. while uh, I've written Bala here. Uh, Brian has to be helped out by the referees. He falls off their shoulders and then he walks out the rest of the way. So yeah. I think that's the, the end of that feud, maybe. Could I be. I could see it 
you know, a three-way with Roman to set up Roman versus Fiend. I don't know where they're going to go. You know, they've got the Elimination Chamber coming up in March. And the final match of the night, well, the Men's Royal Rumble was the main event, but was Becky Lynch versus Asuka in a very well-worked match. Yeah, really well-worked. I really, really enjoyed this. I thought both of them. It was weird because Becky effectively ignored all of the story that's been going into this match, which is that she's got this crisis of confidence yeah. and she can't, she doesn't know if she can really beat Asuka and she wants to prove that she can. And in this match, she just was just like, no, I'm the best wrestler in the world. You're the best wrestler in the world. Let's have a fight to see who really is the best wrestler in the world. That should have been the story from the get-go. That's so much more exciting. Absolutely, bloody exactly. And that's the match that they worked in the mm. end. And it made the match even better. And had a really cool finish where they nearly had a ref bump. And with the referee distracted, Asuka was going to do the mist. But Becky kicked her, so she lifted her head up and missed it into the air. Effectively, misted herself. Like a whale. <laughs> Hi, buddy. And then uh, Becky locked in the Desama for the tap out win. Really, really good stuff. It does unfortunately set us up for Charlotte Becky at WrestleMania a bloody again. But, and you know, I feel like we've seen that match so many times now. I think we've seen it at WrestleMania 20 times yeah. at this point. Um, and, but I thought it was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so that's overall the, the show. I, I thought that, you know, we gave it a five out of five. I yeah. thought it was an excellent pay-per-view with two excellent Rumble matches. Well done, WWE. Not only did you put on a hell of a show, but you've laid the groundwork for a very exciting road to WrestleMania. Edge's return. Oh, I keep forgetting yes. what happened. Oh, good Lord. Drew McIntyre, potential top star of the company. to get through uh, J1 Fleet said what happened to Sasha an yeah. excellent question I really would like to know mm. yeah uh, Danny Trashman DeVito what's the Royal Rumble with the lads and they haven't watched WWE um, and they haven't thought watched we WWE since Drew was in 3MB I thought we were the lads uh, they that's going to be uh, quite a, a jump cut shock yeah uh, they were in complete disbelief at how much Drew had changed mm. uh, KML said on this day I couldn't see clearly because of the tears in my ah. eyes so happy for Edge and Drew yeah yeah uh, Mill, proper Bill uh, I am devastated for Kobe Bryant but I uh, never thought I could laugh just the day after Edge returning and your reactions had me in tears of joy thank you very much glad to be of thank you uh, Michael uh, Ollie why do you think Charlotte won the women's rumble um, because they see her as the top person in the company. They want to keep building stuff around her. Meltzer said something interesting when he was talking about the show. He said, it's as simple as she hasn't won one yet. <laughs> you know, this is the third Women's Royal Rumble. Well, she hasn't won yet. Crikey, and better re better rectify that now. Yeah, Asuka, Becky, Charlotte. I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Um... Michael, I oh know we just did that one, sorry. Metal Bear, loved watching the Rumble and popping like a mark with you lads, <laughs> along with 6,000 others. Crazy. Uh, good work, gents. Hard emoji. Yeah, we had, like, that's our most thing we've ever had for a stream. It was very, Six and a half minutes, very humbling. Yeah. It was very nice to have you all there. And KML lastly says, do you think they'll squeeze Ronda into Charlotte versus Becky to have a WrestleMania rematch from last year? Uh, I don't think so at WrestleMania. I agree with you now. She'll come back. Maybe the, the night after, if she does, yeah. we don't know. She wants to have a kid, uh, and she, had, to my knowledge, she hasn't said that that's happening yet. Mm. That's like a, it's like nine months, I think, 
that will yeah, to, I mean, to make I'm, a child? I, I mean, if I remember biology well, and I did go to a thick school and I am thick, but uh, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, it is a nine-month thing. Approx nine. Yeah. Six to twelve <laughs> months, I can't remember. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.